Welcome in, you are listening to another episode of keepthechange.co.nz, it's Marty Mail. As always, good to have you tuning in. We're doing some really, really important stuff this week. I wrote this one quite some time ago and finally let it go. It's uh, an area where it's often hard to write about this stuff and talk about it, I think, for a lot of us because we don't naturally like talking about death, which we're going to have to do today, but once we've done it, we can move on. And that is part of what I had to do too. But before we do get into that of the grunty stuff, I will tell you a story. And that's why I've selected this song. You may have heard me talking about my different jumps into business and hopefully building out businesses and never going through with them. And I know that a lot of you maybe looking at some form of extra income, some form of business to start, a side hustle, and it can be very hard to figure out what to do, then it can be hard to do it, then it can be hard to put yourself out there, then it can be very hard to keep doing it as well, then it can be hard to stay consistent, then it can be hard to keep doing it when it gets hard. It's not easy. Now, a number of times I did that path. I went to build something. I would start building. I would think this is the thing. And then I would pull back towards the end. I'd be scared. There would be something. It's hard even now to think back to those times to figure out what it was for me that was getting in the way. I think it was a lack of knowledge and understanding and therefore being scared a little bit of that imposter syndrome. I'm too young to be doing something like this. What if people find out but I had a nice level of confidence to combat that but really I probably needed some people around me to say hey we can help you get through this. Now starting a business in New Zealand is very easy making it work well and profitable and sustainable is tricky. Now one of the ones that I wanted to start back in the day was a business called Will You. Will You hence the song there And it was basically off of the back of me studying at university around wills and estates and things like that to finish my fourth year of study whilst at university. And I thought, I I wonder if we could create a nice easy way for people to be able to come online and create a will to do it all and charge them to do it and they can go off and get it all signed and make sure it's all legal and carry on. Now... I could probably do that bit of it and I actually built that out with a mate of mine who could do the doing piece. So again, who not how. I didn't know how to build a website and to collect people's data and how that would work but I knew what needed to be collected and the instructions they needed to get and so my mate who did understand that side, he helped me build that and therefore it was possible. I think what I was scared of was the what if someone says, who the fuck do these will you people think they are? Where did this will come from? And I started thinking through to the end and that scared me. And I thought about, you know, do you go to jail if you've done it wrong? I I don't know. But I collected and dramatized things that could potentially go wrong. And instead of going and speaking to somebody who could say, well, this is probably what you need to do or think about, carry on down the path, young son. Well done. This is great what you're thinking about doing here. I thought, you know what, no, I'll stick to my tried and true path and this is safe over here. 
I can I can always come back to this stuff. I remember some of these conversations and telling people this stuff, and so I didn't go through with it. But basically, KiwiSaver was starting to become a thing. I could see that a lot of people didn't have wills. They still don't, and I thought, well, why not create an easy way for people to do it, and I can charge them to understand how to do it and click the ticket along the way somewhere and make some cash and happy days but uh it didn't go I didn't I didn't follow it through and you know that's another a failure as such to rack up or a fail is probably a better way to to term it because I walked away from it and thought maybe I'll come back to that now I had a number of those along my journey of doing different things I think we need those to keep building the stack to then finally find your thing one day and go, no, I'm not letting this one go. I'm, I'm having a good crack. And a really cool message this week from somebody who was a nurse and now they've just had their biggest year of making income $100,000. What was really interesting for me when I shared this on the Instagram story, so many nurses messaged me asking, what is the business? I would love to know what they're doing. Now, a number of them, when I said PT, were like, oh, well, must be pretty good at it to make 100 grand a year. Probably true, because I don't think a lot of personal trainers make $100,000 a year based on some data that I've talked about with another personal trainer. Now, some of them didn't respond, but I thought if that person never said in their message, I went from being a nurse it wouldn't have been the nurses who messaged me. People probably just would have said, seen, oh, somebody's quit their job and now they're making 100 grand a year in some form of business. Whoopty shit. But because they said I was a nurse, the nurses go, whoa, hang on, I'm a nurse. That speaks directly to me. What is it? What is this magic that they are doing? Now, it wouldn't be a good idea for a nurse who's not interested in being a personal trainer to go out there and try and build a personal trainer business, right? So the lessons from this nurse going to become a PT, then making a hundred grand a year in revenue, then I'm sure there's expenses and things like that too. I don't know their exact financial position, but you know, the lessons from them would be how did you do the transition? What was that like? How did you keep your mindset right? How did you get to a hundred K of income? What things did you do? Because then you could apply those same lessons to another area that you may be interested in. But I just think it's interesting how often we need somebody who's similar to us to validate that, huh, maybe I could do this too. And a couple of people that are nurses did say to me, I've been considering getting out of nursing. I would love to know what that business is. Now, once you have the information that it is a PT, because this can apply to everybody, you know, if you saw the same thing, that doesn't, like, what do you do on the other side of that? Oh, well, I don't want to be a PT, so that's not going to work for me. Hmm. Well, you're probably no further ahead than before asking. But if you did want to be a PT, you'll probably then go, oh, I want to know everything that they know. How do they do it? And you probably want to speak to them. But you've got to find your thing, and it takes time. And my will business is an example of something that I had a crack at and it didn't work. It didn't make me a loser. I used the word failure before. It's not the right word. It's a fail. It's a, it's a lesson. We bank it. We stack it. We know that's probably not the thing. We go on to the next thing. 
and eventually we find our thing and if we find our thing we've got to keep going because we don't want to be one of those people that just jumps between a thousand things and that's why I often say if you want to make some extra money just do something that you're good at and service somebody just do that keep it simple it doesn't need to be quit my job become a PT for instance or start a business or start selling wheels on the internet and find out from one of my mates who knows how to do coding how to build that website you don't need to do all of that shit I had someone ring me the other day about building a platform for people to well, I shouldn't say because it's unfair to their idea but a platform as soon as they said platform I said please listen to me do not waste your time doing this 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 business already exists it's called Facebook you can do it on Facebook for free already you're trying to create a business that already exists you're trying to solve a problem and then charge people for that too, but it's already there. Don't focus your time in that because you'll just waste years of your life. So if you're just focused on making some extra income, try and do things that are easy to you. But if you are more entrepreneurial and you want to build something, you want to start something, that's probably because you've got a DNA type makeup or you're that sort of person that may want to start and build. Now, you don't want to go down the path of just mowing your neighbor's lawns and stuff. That might get you started and all good and well, but perhaps you want to really get honed in on finding your thing of what it is that you want to create, build, and, and then get closer to people who are going to be able to help you go through that journey as well. Let's get into this week, and it says, your will, the most overlooked decision of your life, question mark. Now, in 2022, so last year, I had to do some real adult shit. It's never fun, is it? The kind of stuff most of us will avoid because it's a bit scary, or... Like all good humans, we will do it when we are forced to. Now, most people are forced to do a will when they buy a property. I started thinking about my death. Ugh, yuck. I know, I know. That's a morbid chat for whenever you are listening to this. So I do apologize, but apparently I have a 100% chance of dying in my lifetime. So I thought I'd better tidy up some admin in this space. And I started putting a will in place. Now, side note here. As I said before, this is one of my first businesses in quotation marks that I tried to start. A place to go online and put a will together and receive instructions on having it signed legally. The lawyers wouldn't have been too happy that I was cutting their lunch. It was one of those projects I did 95% of and then didn't do the main 5%, i.e. actually getting it out there and going through with it because I was scared. Now that's a story for another day and I've just told you a lot of that at the start. Now I got this idea because KiwiSaver was becoming a thing and I thought eventually all people using KiwiSaver would have a form of asset that they need to consider distributing when they die. Now we all think that we have ideas and we do but unfortunately this isn't enough and I'm going to do a money mail on that soon as well. So back to the last year anyway and I was sitting with a lawyer having them help me out with putting a will together. I'm at the stage now where I actually have some assets. I have had plenty of years, if not decades, where I've been in negative net worth and just had debt. So in those years, I thought a will wasn't too necessary as I didn't have much to leave. That wasn't the smartest thinking because I've actually had life insurance for a number of years now and these proceeds would be paid to my family on death. Now what I mean by that is very earlier in my career, I got life insurance. And what that meant is that if I died, I would be paid a sum of money but I would be dead, so I wouldn't be taking that to the pub or to Harvey Norman to buy a new Lazy Boy or whatever, so my family would get that right. Now, I had various forms of debt, but not heaps. But I wanted that because I thought, well, if I die, I'm going to be gutted that I'm not alive and I haven't been able to fulfill a number of things that I want to do 
So I don't want my family to then be like, oh, fuck, now we have to clear us this loan or, or whatever. And I thought, it's just such a waste because I know eventually I will have money, assets to be able to distribute. So it's just bad luck. Therefore, I'm going to de-risk the bad luck of me dying and not being able to contribute to my family by paying for life insurance so that at least they get something. And it wasn't massive, couple of hundred grand, but when you are, I don't know, early 20s paying for life insurance, de-risking that, I'm kind of proud of my thinking back then to do that. And that's just a me thing. It's, I, I don't know where that's come from, what that is. I wouldn't suggest that you need to think like that, but that is why I did that. And even when my income dried up and nearly went to zero because I quit my job and started a business that was now probably eight years ago, that was one of my non-negotiables to pay. You might remember that I've talked about quitting your job if you do do that, going through, and even this is a good exercise to do anyway, and figure out what are all the expenses that I have and what could I get rid of? What can you actually get rid of and be real harsh on it and what's a non-negotiable and I got mine down to the point of okay if I had to not be able to pay rent because I couldn't afford it yeah I could move home perfect good for me not so much for my parents they got to put up my shit right but I could make that an expense that I could get rid of but one of my non-negotiables so that's a negotiable one of my non-negotiables was no I would not quit on paying my life insurance because again I, I knew that I wouldn't have fulfilled some of my potential if I died before I built up some assets and some money and shit. So I thought, well, no, I need to pay for that because I'm back to kind of the start or in those 20s where I was paying for it thinking you will have that one day, so therefore de-risk this outcome. And that's really what insurance is. You are paying to de-risk an outcome at some stage of your life. So for me, even when my income was low, I didn't stop paying my life insurance because I wanted my family to have something uh, and be left with something should I pass before I had the chance to build some of that up for myself. Just a little insight as to the way that I think. Again, not sure what that's all about, but just something that was important for me. So I would say that that's a decision for me based on my values. Now, also, I don't really know how the distribution of this life insurance would have gone down because I never had a will in place. So I didn't have a will during this time. So I would have died what's called interstate. And one of my good friends pointed out, Luke, you spelt interstate with an R, you dickhead. That's like going from Queensland to New South Wales. Is that American? What are you doing on about? With an R, you don't need an R in interstate. So, sorry team, I'm not the best with English, but you die interstate, I-N-T-E, anyway. Okay, there's no R in it, which we're going to explore below. Now, that's just the terminology that you'll learn in this space. Now, statistics from the Retirement Commission tell me that less than half of Kiwis have a will in place. Well, what are the main reasons to have a will? A will allows you to specify how you want your assets to be distributed after your death. This can help to ensure that your assets are distributed according to your wishes and can prevent disputes among your beneficiaries. A will 
can also be used to appoint a guardian for your children, ensuring that they are cared for by someone you trust in the event of death. That's some pretty important shit, right? You, if, if there's somebody you probably, you know, you, somebody you want looking after your children, you probably want a will in place to lay that out so that it doesn't just get left to the courts to decide or whatever that process is. A will can also be used to express your wishes regarding funeral arrangements and other end-of-life matters. Having a will can provide peace of mind knowing that your affairs are in order and that your loved ones will be taken care of after your death. With a will, you're basically setting what you want to happen with your assets post you being here on the planet. Now, if you don't have a will and you die, you die interstate. And the process of sorting out your estate can be more complex than if you had had a will in place. This is because you now rely on the overall rules of law to determine how your estate is distributed. Now, I was going to look at some and provide some different examples in this, but I thought what would be cool is to actually do a podcast with a lawyer who specializes in this space. And I kind of assumed that after posting this, I would get one, get in touch. But I haven't yet, but I'm sure I will. But to ask him some nitty-gritty questions like, well, how does all of that work? You know, what would have happened to my life insurance? Would it have gone to my parents? Would it have gone to my siblings? Because I'm sure you've got a whole heap of those questions as well. And I didn't want to try and answer those because I'm not a lawyer and I'm not a specialist in this space. And since I studied it, a lot of these things have changed as well. And there are things about levels of money and when to be thinking about a will. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to keep this very general. And hopefully we can speak to somebody who we can ask some of those specific questions to. But when I did do mine, I was reminded that a will is a living document, so you want to think about updating it if your life changes. As an example, dare I say it, you know, say in my will I was leaving things to my current partner, but then we separated, then that will is probably going to get contested by my new partner or my family, for instance, if we weren't together and then I did die and I hadn't updated my will, right? So your will is effectively a living document that you need to be thinking about as you go and as your life is changing. You don't just throw it in the bottom drawer with your NCEA participation certificate and forget about it. Regularly check whether it is still relevant, i.e. new children, assets, partners, change of mind, relationships, because all that stuff's important to factor in to then figure out do you need to update it. So perhaps it's a good idea to set a calendar reminder annually to think about whether it needs to be updated. There is a lot of information to unpack about wills, so I suggest if you want to learn more about this stuff, have a Google and do some learning. Search things like, what happens if I die without a will? Do I need a will? And get going. This is a prompt for you, as these money mails are, to think about what action do you need to take. But what I need to remind you is not to rely on Uncle or Auntie Google to do it for you because you don't want to get important things like this wrong. Don't rely on me. I'm not a lawyer, I'm an accountant. There are very set requirements around the drafting and signing of a will for it to be accepted as a legal document, including the number of people who have to witness the person signing it and all those sorts of things. So you will more than likely need to get some legal advice specific to your situation. I had somebody asking, saying, are you sure you want to get a lawyer to help? I heard they took a massive cut of your estate effectively, and that's not necessarily true a lawyer will probably help you draft it. 
they will probably charge you a bill when you die or your estate will get charged if they help administer the execution and whatnot of that will. But some people may get the likes of the public trust. I'm pretty sure they used to offer this as a service. I'm sure they probably still do to help do the distribution side of that as well. I don't know how they charge, but you've got to go away and you've got to learn about these things. And it's one of those things where you might have to do the learning once in your life, but then you might want to update your will as you go throughout your life too. Now, this might be one of those ugly ugly topics that you want to avoid, but we don't avoid the important stuff around here at Keep the Change. Do the learning to understand why a will is important and how so specifically to you as an individual. Talk about these things with your friends and families and normalize them. It's not fun, but it's one of those inevitable pieces of life we will get to at some stage. Enjoy the weekend. P.S. You are one of over 8,550 recipients. Know someone you could share this with. The Keep the Change podcast had over 54,000 downloads in September. Plenty of people listening and learning. Did you know, after you die, wills can be challenged by people close to you for a number of reasons. This makes legal advice even more important. I gave you that example before about, say, a will wasn't actually updated and circumstances had changed. Well, perhaps, you know, just perhaps that will would get contested by people um, you know, who might think, well, actually, hang on, that will shouldn't have been done like that. You know, I'm going to contest that. And that's another money mail probably in itself as well. So again, a very broad topic. But if one and two Kiwis aren't thinking about this stuff, I would suggest we've got a bit of work to do. Now, I also had an email from somebody who said, hey, Luke, I lost my husband to cancer and life insurance paid out. So I certainly know the value of it. Not that this money mail was about life insurance, but it just shows you that because I spoke about it in there, it stuck out to this person because that's highly important to them. And going back to the start of this pod, it also shows, you know, when people are saying that I'm a nurse too, I want to know what they do as a business. Things often speak to us uh, and we can see that information because we see ourselves in that information. Just a fascinating concept that I see pop up all the time. So this person certainly knows the value of life insurance because a lot of people don't believe in life insurance and that's fine too. You know, that if that's your thing, that's your thing. Um, and they and know the value and still have a life insurance policy in place as I have an 11-year-old daughter. So now they have uh, life insurance because they want to provide for their 11-year-old daughter should they pass away. I have a new partner and got him sorted with life insurance, recent, life insurance recently so certainly know the value of it. My dad also died of cancer and paid and paid out so... I 100% know the importance of it. They've told me three times that they know the importance of uh, life insurance. I think that is the point of the email. I had it from the age of like 20. Now, if you have seen life insurance help you in your life, then you're probably going to be more inclined to you know, think that it is a great thing to do. But you can also get to a point where you don't need it. Again, I'm not a financial advisor, but I've, this is what James was teaching us about from Lighthouse Financial on one of the webinars about how you, know, you might build up assets to a point or your KiwiSaver where you are self-insuring yourself as such and so not needing to pay the high level of life insurance because as you get older, I believe it can become more expensive too. So life insurance, again, a separate topic, but obviously what this person picked up when reading this week's Money Mail. If there's one thing that I'd like you to think about off of the back of this week, it is basically... Do you need to think about getting a will in place? You know, Do you have assets? Do you want to think about the distribution of your estate post your death? Do you have 
a child, do you have a property, do you have a mortgage, there's a high chance that if you have those types of things, someone would have tapped you on the shoulder and said, hey, you know, you might want to put this in place. Yes, it can be scary, it can be intimidating, it can be jargon, uh, and it can even be boring at times, but it's one of those things where we need to go through the process and then remember that it is a living document and that it could be changed in time as things change in your life as well. Hopefully that has given you a bit of an insight into wills. I'm sure we'll talk about those in the future. Be good out there. If you haven't, please leave a five-star review and I'll catch you on the next lesson of Money Mail. Change, but he's always been this way. If you leave now, I'll try.